the same Chris T who does um, the radio show. Because um, if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. So good to be back with you once more. It's me, Chris T, here on thehoundnyc.com, where you can hear hound howls all week long. And at 5 p.m. on Sundays, it's crashing a party. The doo-wop chop shop of the air with Mark and Miriam. You got those doo-wops on vinyl. They do. They got those doo-wops. My name is uh, Chris T. That's not my name. You know, first name, last initial. It's not even my first name. My first name is Christopher. Or as my mother used to say, Christopher! I'll never forget it. It's one of those things that'll stay with you always. The number here, by the way, 760-422-5528. We got a little bit of a time, a little bit of time before we get to our uh, Canada Calling segment. We've done these before. I was trying to think before the show, like, what, what sound would really represent a great nation like Canada? could you possibly use I don't have any moose calls damn Aerial View has been around in one form or another since 1989 God willing it'll last a few more years anyway. I want to outlive the current occupant of the White House. That's my hope with this show and with him. This time that we're living through, oh, what a time. I wouldn't wish this time on anybody. And the only solace I take is that we're all living through it together. Somehow. The number here again is 760 5528. This isn't a phone in talk show happening live, and then it becomes a podcast available wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all that bullshit. We're now at over 1 million podcasts, and I didn't even have to check. I just want you to really think. Think before you create a podcast. Just think. Think long and hard about it. Every week I see these emails in this group that I'm in about uh, public radio. And these, these well-meaning young people. <laughs> Last week it was well-meaning white people. This week it's well-meaning young people. I guess that modifier works with any group. Well-meaning. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's what I heard. Well-meaning young people who want to start a podcast and they write and they say, By the way, can I get sponsorship for my podcast? How would, how would I go about getting some sponsorship for my podcast? How can I monetize my podcast? And I just think to myself, you can't, kid, you can't. 
No one's gonna pay for that. Sorry. There's not enough zip recruiter money in the world. The world! The number here again, 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV, as in aerial view. we got a few minutes. By the way, that number is in Palm Springs, in case you're wondering. Why is it 760? I'm toying with the idea of getting a 201 area code, but then it would be in New Jersey. Palm Springs, by the way, 118 degrees. I'm not lying. I'm not making that up. 118 degrees as we speak. 118 degrees. Uh, then a friend of mine out west said, well, that's why they have pools there, though. Everybody has a pool. <laughs> I wish I had a pool right about now. Wish I had a whole other piece of property. Whole other place I was living. Instead of where I am. Where there's just constant renovation going on. Constant upgrading and fixing up. No one's ever happy with the way things are. I mean, look, I understand. There's something wrong with your house. Go for it. Fix it. But man, this pursuit of a more perfect... Forget union. A more perfect home, I guess. Just give it a rest every once in a while. Just, I, I, I really wish like we could... Just like month of August... No, nobody does anything. How's that? Forget it. That's not going to happen. I'll admit it. I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'll, I'm just going to be honest. My superpowers being honest, I've extrapolated this out, and I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff, but I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's time. Don't you to call Canada. Canada calling. And now I know what it should have been. I know what, what, the, what the sound should have been, right? It should have been that sound that Dave Thomas does at the beginning of Take Off. Coo, 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 Take off, you hoser. I'll admit it. I have a very sort of cliched approach to Canada. It involves like hockey pucks and poutine and uh, everything you think of when you think of cliched Canada. And it's unfair. It really is unfair to that great nation. Me messing around with Canada like that. And uh, so forgive me. I, uh, I have a I have a a lot of appreciation for that place as you will find out when we get Dave on the phone who I've known since the 1980s uh, I don't know I don't remember any longer how we met it doesn't matter not important Dave is up there in Toronto somewhere what neighborhood in Toronto Leslieville Leslieville they named it after the rotating speaker cabinet the Leslie or some other Leslie yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a gardener. Les no, he wasn't a gardener. He was a brick maker. He was a mason, huh? No, he actually manufactured bricks as opposed to chipping away at them. Do you have to be a mason to make bricks, I wonder? Like, is that... No. No? But you have to... No, I don't think so. It's, you know, like, do you need to be a mason to make a jar? No, that's but a, that's... That's a deeper question. I think that was named after... Somebody named Mason, though, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know how Masons got that title for their, what they do, but if you make bricks, you're probably hanging out with a lot of Masons anyway. You're going to the meetings, Masonic Temple, just so you can get some business. Or otherwise, you're not selling any bricks. Yeah. You think? Yeah, Is that a fair that, theory? That, that's brick-worthy. So what is Leslieville like? Leslieville is like five... Okay, let's say five minutes by car from downtown, depending on how fast you drive. And um, it's a little, it's these old houses that were built around, say around 1905 through to 1920 or so. 
and they're all these double brick houses and uh, some are bigger than others some are semi-detached some are completely detached and i'm becoming nice completely detached the by the it's way a, it's uh it's a it's a nice part of the city it's close enough to downtown so that you're there in a second mm. and pretty much anywhere else you want to go you can just get to but it's nice here. It's and uh, so your house sounds kind of like mine. Our house, like 1914 and 1919. It is okay. It is detached. It's freestanding, off on wow. its own. We got a little alleyway between us and the houses on either side. That's, probably, yeah. probably ten feet wide, something like that. And then well, we have a, we have a nice. No, we yeah. Got, we, yeah. You got nothing. What do you? No, we we've got. Well, we're attached on one side, mm. and the alley. I think. Uh, it's uh, well. It's actually wide enough that you can fit a fridge through, oh, that's but good. not much more. And do you like <laughs> the uh, the neighbors? Neighbors are great. Okay, good. Glad neighbors to hear. Do they come and go a lot? We've had a lot of turnover here. Neighbors come and going. We haven't actually. Oh, we've that's had good. The, well, yeah. we've had uh, the neighbor we're attached to has been there since we've lived here over 27 years now maybe nice. 30 years jesus and uh, the one on the right moved in uh after we were here about five years or so now does that mean so, your mortgage yeah. is uh, pretty much paid off what are you what are you doing over there yeah things are good, oh, that's, Those, good. Uh, that's all that's all behind us that sounds fantastic you know i've been yeah. seeing i believe it's toronto a lot of toronto lately i started watching uh, because of the pandemic orphan black and it's uh, it's you know it's filmed in Ontario. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Toronto, yeah. Toronto standing in yeah. for some, or maybe it's supposed to be Toronto. They don't really. It's kind of amorphous. They don't really ever say. They mentioned New York in the first episode, but I'm like, no, that's not a new. They're not going to. It's not a New York subway platform. She's waiting on. So I don't know what they're t- they're doing. But then they stopped mentioning any city at all. So, and I'm in. I'm on episode nine of season one. There's like four more seasons or some damn thing. So yeah. uh, I'm actually enjoying the show. It's one of those shows I'm really sorry I waited so long to watch. Tell but, you the truth, I never watched it yet. <laughs> it is. You know, it's very entertaining, I have to say. And uh, Tatiana Maisley, if I'm saying her name correctly, Correct. she's like the first Canadian woman to win an Emmy in uh, Correct. You know, the acting category. I think she might have won it several times. But, you know, the, the premise of the show is there's clones. She has to play all these different women who are essentially the same person. And it's an acting, what you call, tour de force. And... Um, there's uh you know it's they make it just believable enough. It's not sci-fi that it's so like outside of the realm of probability. It has to do with gene splicing and DNA sequencing and all that kind of shit. But uh, it's a it's a good show, entertaining. I have a very low bar these days uh, for my shows. They must be entertaining. If they're not entertaining, <laughs> I don't watch them. So uh, let me introduce Dave a little bit. He's been on the program before, but Dave and I met in the 1980s somewhere. At a, a nihilistic show, I think the last time we spoke, that's what we said it was. Some damn thing like yeah, that. Yeah, it it was. It was somewhere out in Long Island. That uh, yeah, I was I was taken out to Long Island. I'd never been out there, but it was yeah. We were gonna see you see this band called Nihilistics, and then I saw this really scary looking guy with little cut off gloves playing poker, and he just he 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 was very he was very intimidating, and and then he he looked up and he said, "Hi, I'm Chris." There you go. And, uh, and, See and that? that was it, you know? Not so that intimidating anymore. I make no. friends wherever I go. I don't go anywhere nowadays because you know pandemic, yeah. and that's why I wanted to talk to you. You know, I, I we'll fast forward. So Dave and I meet. We become friends. We hang out a little bit, and then he goes back to Canada essentially, and I go and visit him somewhere in the 1980s. Again, I don't know. The time is very slippery. Uh, I do have a series of pictures where when I went to visit Dave, I decided I was going to stand in the same exact pose in each picture. That's right. And uh, Dave took the pictures. And so I have a series of pictures of me in front of like the sign that says, Welcome to Ontario and all that kind of crap. And uh, back then, you could probably still buy a house on York Street fairly inexpensively. Uh, but who knows anymore? Um, so... Fast forward. Now you're up there in Toronto. You're living. You're working. You're you're riding your scooter around, um, and I'm reading about how much more successful Canada has been at handling the coronavirus. 
than the United States. That Canada pretty much has things under control at this point. And I wanted to go beyond the efficiencies that are built into a national health system and ask you more about the Canadian character. Like, what is it about the Canadian character where they all said, we got we to gotta work together to defeat this thing, and down here we're like, fuck you, I'm not wearing a mask. It, here's a, one way to, to, to put it. You know, you think of Black Friday, and you think of, like, U.S. crowds, like, lining up, or no, waiting in front of the doors for the doors to open, and then they just all pounce, right? In Canada, they'd have a nice orderly line that was like two people's deep that would go around the block or so, you know? There, There's kind of the idea. We're much more willing to um, do what's best for everyone so that everything works out best for, for the most amount of people. And, and we're the, just a nation of so selfish pricks, in, right? You're there, right? And, yeah. you know. But then, I mean... I, I feel, I feel terrible, but I, um, I think that means that we're a nation of selfish pricks. Is is I mean, what else, what other conclusion can I come to when I think that here is a nation shares a continent with us, who manages to pull together and believes in the common good, where down here, and I want to know the difference because I think one time when I was talking to you. It came down to, and believe it or not, I don't want to make them the the uh, bad guy every time, but it's kind of inevitable. Fox News, because you were saying you don't really have the equivalent of Fox News in Canada. No, we don't. We they they actually tried launching something that was similar to it. It was the production qualities just weren't 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 there, but there really wasn't enough of an appetite for it. There aren't enough. Um, disenfranchised white grumpy people to maintain an audience so when it when you think of it that way and when you think of you know who the fox viewers are and such many of them have a very different mindset i was once um traveling off to some i was once overseas at uh or actually central america at some kind of um event I was going to with a family from Wisconsin and um, Obamacare had just come in and the mom was a nurse and I said to her um, what do you think about um, Obamacare coming in now that you know poor, pe- poor people will have access to medical coverage and her husband leaned in and she leaned back and he said I don't know why I should care if poor people get sick that's their business, not mine. Hmm. And at which point my wife kind of grabbed my knee and I didn't pursue the conversation any deeper. But it pointed out to me a real discrepancy of the two cultures because the I got mine is very strong in America or with some Americans. Their belief of I've got mine, F you, I've done what I've had to do, or I was born into this privilege, or whatever the, the, the thing is, is I've got mine, you have to get yours, seems to make, make them, me believe that they think someone's going to take it away. And that's the scarier part. That's, that's the part that I think um, raises the deeper question is, what are they worried about? What do you they think, They are Chris? worried about losing status. I mean, anybody who has studied uh, the middle class, for instance, in the United States, because that's the class that is losing status. The rich have gotten much wealthier since uh, Ronald Reagan, 1980. The poor have pretty much stayed the same. Uh, some more people have gone into poverty. There are more homeless people. The middle class has been utterly decimated. So anybody in the middle class who's worried about losing their status has gone into heavy debt to try to maintain it. They run up credit card debt. I mean, there are studies that show this, and it's all in an attempt to not slip out of the middle class or not lose their status. And so, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of fear there. Now, is there the same sense of status in Canada? Do people 
feel the strata in the different uh, social situations? Do you feel like, oh, there's wealthy Canadians, there's the middle class Canadians, and there's poor Canadians? Or, or how, what do you, what is the deal? There, there, there is all of the above, but we all have health care and we all have access to every single doctor you can get so that there's no discrepancy between health. Now, where the discrepancies come in, as they do with, with in any cultures, is access to food and or diets and such. And some 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 people that don't have access to to you know, good nutritional information or good nutrition simply um, don't grow up eating the best foods. And that will affect you. That'll affect, you know, we're looking at COVID, uh, COVID mortality. That's, mm. you know, a key, a key thing in it, right? Right. But it seems to me that Canada, again, is like everybody, we got to do this and then they do it. And there aren't a lot of people pulling against it. It's not like a, there's a lot of people calling it a hoax and a conspiracy and saying it's nonsense and spreading nonsense on social media about it. So it makes yeah. Well, there actually are, but here in Canada, we don't pay any attention to them. We call those people, you know, um, you know. <laughs> uh, let's say we call them people with different ideas. But they're, you know, they're they're a tiny minority. They're not. They're the... teeny, teeny, tiny minority. Wow. Well, and they're not running the nation. No, no, they certainly aren't. And you know, like you got to remember, the most conservative Canadian politician would be the equivalent of Bernie Sanders. So you know, really, that's well, the not most quite. conservative. Not quite. I get it, but... Yeah. Like going, going, I mean, I, going I heard there that, are. You know what I mean? There, I, I hear there are white supremacists in Canada. So you there do, are. you do have some. Or would you call them national? I mean, are there Canadian nationalists? Or are they like Canada's? No, the no, best? they're, they're no. the same white white nationalists. Uh, the white nationalists don't identify with nation. They identify with with their uh, shall we call it the Aryan nation? I don't. They don't see a, a discrepancy. Or I don't believe. Canadian white nationalists see a difference between them and American white nationalists. They would just like them all to merge into one giant white nationalist society. So I had an idea. So here's the idea. There's so, you hear white nationalists saying, go back to where you came from, right? Yes. Now, there are so many more people in this, in let's just say North America, that are from that, that there's so many people in North America that do not believe or subscribe to their beliefs. So what if we all ganged up together and we said to them, no, you guys go back to where you came from and we ship them all back. Now, I promise you, only about one out of a thousand is going to be able to trace their roots back to the Mayflower and be able to tell you to fuck off. Yes. But other than that, not so much, right? So where are they going to end up? Where are they going to have to go back to? No, I'm Where now you got me curious because they, like they're saying to you know somebody who was born born in you know born here go back to China. It's like okay, no, no, you should go back. And where did your grandparents came from? Oh, they came from Germany or they came from Poland or what? You go back there. All right, you know? that sounds like a deal. I, I'll make that deal. By the way, you just reminded me we were going to play some Karen of the week a little later on, and I do have a Canadian Karen. Excellent. Just for you. So, you well, know, you know, you know, you know, well, you know, the one in in um, in, um, in Central Park. Yes. The most notorious one. She was Canadian. She was. She was Canadian. What? Yes. You, disgraceful. Wait. She was Canadian. That's my glasses hey. breaking, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Well, uh, what was her name again? It was Cooper, right? They both had the last name Cooper. In a weird coincidence. Yeah. But she's now uh, she's now been canceled. They canceled that Canadian. Do you have cancel culture in Canada? Uh, no, not really. I mean, yes and no. I mean, we we see the same stuff you see. Uh, so I guess we are we are privy to it. But um, so yeah, it exists here. Sure. Uh, am, <laughs> am I ever going to see a story about Justin Trudeau where they don't mention how he did that uh, blackface thing years ago? No, that dropped off quick. That 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 didn't even um, 
by the time the election happened last last summer, that issue was dead. Well, they it may be dead up there, but every time there's an article about him down here, they do put that in there. Oh, that that's he nice. Yeah, they want. Well, that's a, he he, sh- he should be reminded that he did something completely stupid. You know, it's amazing when you go back and look how many people did do it. There's just in the '80s and '90s, there was like this weird spate of people doing brownface and blackface and being completely unaware of how offensive it was. Either being yeah. unaware or not caring, or I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make a judgment on what the motivations were, but there was a lot of it, and he was one of them. Yeah, Why does it always it's... happen at university? What is it about going to college that causes that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because you think they – well, certainly now the absolute opposite would that be happening on any uh, college campus. But right. uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it either. Well, maybe it's that. people like that that brought about the whole clampdown on college campuses. And whereas I agree, people shouldn't be out in brownface, blackface. They shouldn't even be in doors doing that in the privacy of their own home. Uh, there, there is this weird clampdown going on on the college campuses where it's, um, you know, what Orwell kind of talked about and this this oppression that goes on. And it, it's not only from the right; it's from the left as well. The right is just horrible because they want you to either be uh, poor and work for them endlessly for low wages or just die. But then the, <laughs> but then the left wants to control what you think and what you say in many ways. And they're, they can be very, very uh, uh, regimental about it, let's say. Mm, and, yeah. and so, you know, that letter that recently was in Harper's or whatever the hell it was that was saying, hey, we got a problem here. Um, I don't know if that had any impact. I know... When John Lewis died, you know, and, and he, he scheduled he scheduled a op-ed in the New York Times for the same day as his funeral. Because, I mean, all this week, I, I, the hope has been draining out of me as I watch everything that our president does, Dave. And, and I just feel like, you know, he still has three months. These, this is my inner thought process. He still has three months to get us into a war with China and drop some nuclear bombs. So that's my thought process. And November 3rd is now 95 days away, and I'm feeling a little hopeless. I'm feeling like, are we going to get there? Are we going to get there? And then I read the op-ed John Lewis wrote to have published the day of his funeral, and it filled me with, I, I, I don't want to say hope, because I, I believe like there's hope and there's action. It filled me with this idea of, like, yes, we can do this. We can defeat this person. We can defeat these people. We can get control of the government and we could start uh, creating some progress down here so that maybe in three or four years, we can kind of look like Canada. That's my dream. How odd is it for an American, Dave, to say to you, I wish we were more like Canada. Isn't that odd? It is. It is, you know, but, uh, you know, that uh, American exceptionalism thing and all that, you know, we, we we always said, yeah, yeah, good, good for you with your beliefs and such. But I don't I never believed in that. I never thought I mean, the only things I thought about America when I thought about America was I thought um, I really like rock and roll. Thank God America gave birth to rock and roll. And of course, it was African-Americans in America who brought us rock and roll. Thank God. Thank God for the blues. I always liked the blues. Again, African-Americans. Jazz. Again, African-Americans bringing you jazz. And apart from that, I don't care about sports. I'm never going to sit here and go, thank God for baseball. I really don't care. (laughs) Uh, But when I think about America, I think about America going fast in a nice car with some loud rock and roll. And that's probably a function of my age. And the, the place I grew up in, I also think about a place that, uh, as we heard Obama say at the eulogy, when he was giving the eulogy for John Lewis, we're supposed to try to become a more perfect union. It never said perfect union. It said a more perfect union. So America is always this democracy, this laboratory uh, of democracy, this experiment. And it's supposed to get better and better. And I guess that's what's been getting me down. In addition to not really being able to go out of the house too far, the idea mm-hmm. that uh, this this democracy is being crushed by this authoritarian who uh, wants to get reelected at any cost by any means necessary, 
even up to and including sending unmarked federal troops into democratically controlled cities and only democratically controlled cities to throw people into vans and do an American version of extraordinary rendition. Does that go on in Canada, by the way? Do they pull no. people off the streets no. like that? No, absolutely no. No, that stuff doesn't happen. That stuff, no. Thank goodness. Would it be Mounties you know, when, if, they, when, if it when, was? That'd be kind of cool. A bunch of Mounties jump out of a van. Oh, they, no, it'd be funnier <laughs> if they did it on horseback. Right? They rode up on horseback. <laughs> rode back on horseback with their funny hats on. No, you, you know, they only wear that stuff... Like, you know, in ceremonies and stuff like that. They don't actually well, patrol in that. Tell me if you've heard this, but I've always heard that horses are great for crowd control. Like one horse can make a whole bunch of people back off, right? Because they don't yeah, want to get you're trampled. You're afraid that right. thing's going to step on you, right? Right. And especially if you got a guy that knows how to make that horse rear up, you know, you can really, it's very frightening, right? That whole That's thing. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Mounties on horseback running in there. But you don't even have that, do you? No, we don't. We yeah. don't. Yeah, we got. We that. don't, and you know, we have pro- we have protests, and they're peaceful, or they're or they're or there's um, you know smashing involved with it. But you know, none of this reaction. Like I told I, Chris, I said to you way way back in the day that the rise of the Tea Party can do to America what National Socialism did to Germany, and with what we've witnessed in these past few weeks, this kind of crazy response this over response it's just like you know what would putin do oh i'd do this you know yeah i I, it's it is weird because there's that interview that uh our pos p-o-t-u-s gave to axios where he was pressed on the whole idea of putin paying a bounty to have uh u.s soldiers killed by the taliban And he was asked if he pressed the issue in the, I don't know, how many times, seven times he's talked to Vladimir Putin since that made it into his presidential daily brief, which he claims to read, but we all know he doesn't. And he said, no, that's not what the call was about. No, we didn't get into that. And uh, and then the, the interviewer says, but you know that Russia has sold weapons to the Taliban as well, right? And his response was, well, so did we. We sold weapons to the Taliban. And I'm like, wow, this guy's an American president, right? This guy is like... Well, that's the, that's the thing that's so amazing, is the bar keeps on getting dropped lower and lower and lower. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think the whole world is cheering for you guys for November 3rd to, to have a, a new outcome. And if it's not a new outcome, we're all going to be putting our heads way down. We're going to be putting our heads down for four years oh, if and he, not even looking if, up. If he not somehow looking up. If he somehow manages to win, you and I are going to be neighbors in Toronto. I'm just saying. Yeah. I yeah. Know. We're going to cash out. We'll sell this place and uh, we'll become Canadian citizens. I know people should never say that because then you always there's always somebody who's like, you said you were going to move to Canada. You know, <laughs> and and uh, by the way, I, I actually could see us doing that. I could see us doing that because another four years of this would be unbelievable. I I don't know how we got through these four years. I I still remember the day after the election, Sweet Tea went and threw up. That's how upset she was. I had this horrible sinking feeling that it was the beginning of the end. And so did Melania, by the way. Really? Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she, she was crying. Right? She was crying. She like couldn't she believe was it. Crying. Happened. And uh, then within two years, I had had no, I had uh, gotten fired. I didn't have a job anymore, mainly because of who the president is. Yeah. And now uh, we're in addition to taking my job, he may want to take my life in the form of a pandemic that he was utterly ill-equipped and incapable of stopping in its tracks, like so many other world leaders have done successfully. Well, that's the thing, man. And he just he he just won't do it. He can't pull the plug. And then he deferred, you know, I'm not responsible. Like, forget it, man. Right. I mean, like the, you, you think about how many times he tweeted during the Obama presidency about, you know, if anything goes wrong, you should have accept responsibility and resign. It's like, come on, man. 
Right. Well, listen, we are watching a very odd play right now. This is like something that Shakespeare would have written. This is a, this is a man who is, was horribly and horribly, um, his mind was misfigured, disfigured by his dad, Fred Trump, apparently one of the bigger dicks to ever walk the planet. In addition yeah. to knocking down Steeplechase Park because he thought he could put up housing and he couldn't, he raised Donald Trump to have no empathy whatsoever for anybody and only think about himself. And people who thought about others were, guess what, losers. So you're either a loser or a winner. And he, in his mind, is a winner. If only people tra treated him fairly. He was bitching and whining about it again the other day, about how on, he's the most unfairly treated president since Abraham Lincoln, maybe even more than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Keep in mind... Abraham Lincoln was shot. So, by the way, did you know he was Jewish, Abraham Lincoln? Dave? Get out of here. He was shot in the temple. Uh, <laughs> that happens to be the yeah. best presidential joke there is. Okay. Come on. It's not a Jewish joke. It's a presidential joke. It's a presidential joke. You, you tell me one other presidential joke you even know. I guarantee uh, you. I'm, ra I'm racking my brain, and like all I can think of is bad Nixon impersonations. But when no, you, there's no uh, joke. When there's Canadians, no joke attached to it. When Canadians joke about a, a uh, premier, what do you call him up there? Prime minister? What do you say? Prime minister. You see, the prime minister is uh, for Canada. So right. that's the number one guy in Canada is the prime minister. Right. The number one person for the province, rather than a governor, is called a premier. Premier. Okay. Premier. And okay, then, so there you go. And then you can have a mayor of a city, right? Because uh, correct. Rob Ford was the mayor of Toronto, famously. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah See, yeah. and when Rob Ford came along, everybody said, "Wow, look at this really wacky white right wing politics. Where's this going to go?" Right. And what? And what happened? Where did it go? Where is he? Didn't he die or something? No, he died. He yeah. died, man. Okay. Yeah. No. No. He got he got found out for um for smoking crack, and the video of him came out. And he resigned, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and right, I forgot and, about the crack-smoking yeah. video. Holy moly, what a way to go. What a way yeah. to go. Now, do you have uh, Canadian Karens, by the way? Because Karen would seem to me to be a special uh, breed oh. of entitled and imperious uh, that we we do really well down here in America. But are there Canadian Karens? Oh, there really are. There's, uh, there's some, some wonderful Karens here, hmm. yes. Tell me more. What's your favorite so far? Is there been anybody that uh, really stands out in your mind? I mean, other than I mean the stuff that comes in from my neighborhood Facebook feed of of one saying, "I'm not wearing a mask, and your virus is a hoax. You're a hoax. You're a homosexual, aren't you? You're a homosexual hoax. You're a hoaxosexual. Like, like who are these people? But they actually live in our community, and they show up in my Facebook feed. It's like. <laughs> So that's Karen from Home Depot at Gerard Square. Well, let's let's play Karen of the Week. Are you ready? Is it too soon? You Go good? ahead. All lives matter, and not just black lives. She's a dog, she's a queen, she's a tantalizing teen, and Karen is her name. I want the manager. At a party, she's a snubber and a rock and roll and number. Everybody's glad she came. Get out. Hey, that's Karen. You need to go home. We do not want you here. Get the fuck out of this world. She sets her hair with great precision. I want the manager. It's her favorite indoor sport. Yeah. And by the light of television, she can even write a book report. I am not a racist person. There is no one greater north or south of the equator. Karen's always in a This is world. not just for you. She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. But I'm standing here, waiting for the manager, and I don't care. Hi, my name is Karen. I like anything from diners to exclusive restaurants, from football to horseback riding. If you'd like to have fun, pick up the phone and call now. Call 760-422-5528. All right, well, here are the Karens that I have, and I, I'll freely admit that these are leftover Karens from last week. I didn't have time to go bake a fresh batch of Karens. I hope you don't mind. I can't wait. So here are your choices, and uh, this is what's left over again from last night. Sorry to give you leftovers. 
we have Get Off Stage Karen. This is a Karen who wandered onto the stage of some country music star. Oh, I'm going to say Troy Gardner because I can't remember his actual name. But that sounds plausible. And she was drunk and she wanted him to play some other artists entirely song. Which I thought was interesting. Like who gets on stage? Troy Gardner, whatever the hell his name is up there, playing his song about beer and front porches and uh, porch swings and all that country type of stuff. And she wanders up and is like, can you play uh, Kathy Matea or whoever the hell she requested? (laughs) Then there's Get Shot Karen, who is um, at a, I believe, a grocery store and threatens to pull a pistol and shoot somebody. We have uh, Pickin' Berries Karen. By the way, these are all alphabetical. Pickin' Berries Karen is the Canadian Karen who is uh, out in a forest when she sees two young girls picking berries and objects to the number of berries that the two young girls are picking. And then Savior Karen. Savior Karen seems a little unfair because as I was saying last week, Dave, fair amount of mental illness among these Karens. And I think the pandemic is making them crazier. They were already nuts to begin with, but now you have the added pressure. It's like a Hitchcock film. You know, Alfred Hitchcock would would talk about taking an ordinary person, he wouldn't say person, he would say man, and placing that person, man, under camera, TV, woman, under extraordinary circumstances to see how they reacted, to see how they dealt with it. And that's what he was interested in, seeing... Ordinary people under extraordinary circumstances. And that's what these Karens are. They are ordinary assholes under extraordinary circumstances. And they become extraordinary assholes. So, of those four that I mentioned, do you have one you want you want to hear first? Get off stage, uh, I'll, Karen. I'll get shot, with, uh, Karen. Picking berries, Karen. Or savior, Karen. Uh, let's go with picking berries and then savior, Karen. All right, so we're hey, going right. Those are my first two. Right to the Canadian Karen again. Doesn't like these young girls and they're picking berries. We're not, we're not wrecking it. There's literally oh so many berries everywhere. Oh my god, we're not wrecking it! Oh, there's so many berries out here! There's so many berries! <laughs> I cannot! Twits. We're twits. You're the one coming up to two young girls, getting young mad girls. at them for yeah, picking you're berries. like six years old. Six years old? Because we wanted to eat some berries. I'm saying, eat all the berries you want, just don't take the bush with you. I'm it's sorry, not the bush, it's literally a, it's a tiny personally. branch of berries. Why don't you mind your own business? Why this don't you mind your own business? You know, that is the fucking rudest thing you've said to me. You decided go to come up to Go back where you us. came from if you want to use something oh, like that. Oh, why don't you go back to where you came from, you fucking colonizer? <laughs> Are you First Nations? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You don't call me a colonizer. You're a colonizer. You're, well, you're where did you come from? Yeah, where did you come from? Where did you come from? I'm actually curious. Where the did you U.S. Come? U.S.? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so you're not, so you're not Canadian either. Yeah, I am. Mm. Oh, so, but we are Canadian too. I was born here. I was born here too. Okay. Were you born here? No. Okay, oh. so this is actually like I was born here and you're not even born like here and you're telling me to go back to where your grandparents weren't either. That's the thing. Oh were your God. grandparents no, no, born no, no, here? No. no. Look, she's smiling. She wants to I know. Reaction. This is so good. Yeah. 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 I'm getting a reaction out of you too. Yeah. Aren't I? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good Karen material, right? Now, that was actually an American Karen in Canada. That's uh, my favorite Gene <laughs> Kelly movie, by the way. Oh, Jeb. Damn, that was good. She got hoisted on her own petard, what you call. Oh, nice. That was very nice. Very nice. I I got hoisted on my own petard over here. Oh, it hurts. Oh, those two young Canadian girls gave her what for? You're not even from here, you colonizer. (laughs) Colonizer was good, too. I've never heard that one before. There's the name for your next band, the Colonizers. That's your next band. Bad. Yeah, you dress up in colonial getup, you know, with the the floppy shirt, the puffy shirt, and the never mind. Or, or, uh, or you could give an- anal inspections. Oh, that'd be the colonizer. Yes, Sorry, that's no, different, mind. colon. That's different. So different, uh, yeah. here's what's left. we got get off stage, Karen, get shot, Karen, and save your Karen. You said you want to hear save your Karen. I, I think. Warn you, what do you think? I warn you, you will have nightmares after hearing this. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All nightmares right. for good. Here we go. Really? I'm just trying to help you. I'm sorry, but I don't need your help. Y- yes, you do, motherfucker. <laughs> you do. You do need my help, sir. Can't you see that, you son of a bitch? Could you please just let me check out my groceries? 
Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker! <laughs> wow, this is... You gotta ask Jesus Christ. We're I don't all have sinners. to do anything. We're all sinners. Okay. I, he was not, he's not gonna force you to do You're it. You're sinning right now. No, I'm not, motherfucker. How? You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you Excuse fucking me? accuser. <laughs> um, you motherfucking accuser. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. You motherfucking accuser. <laughs> accuser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker. Yes, ma'am. I'm pissed because he won't repound. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I just want to get some groceries and go home. He's going to burn in hell. And you are too, bitch. Ooh. Christ is your savior. You're going to be down there fucking with them, screaming. Wow, you see, you, you see, it's it's like, are they, are they, I want to hear more about what Is it mental illness? Is it religion? Is it religious mental illness? Or are they just not, like, what is this? What is this? It's, it's, it's not the way to do it. <laughs> Answer my fucking. Who's see that? Who the fuck told you what my title is, motherfucker? Shut the fuck up. Ah! Motherfucker! Ooh, she's good at saying motherfucker. I do apologize. See, I. I, uh. I remember reading. Uh, we got a little bit more. Come on, Savior Karen. Wrap it up. Bring it home. She she wants him to be safe. I read years ago because I had a friend of mine when I was a kid who was a bit of a vandal, a bit of a miscreant, liked to drink. We had a game at the uh, local parking uh, the parking lot for the local discount store, uh, Billy Blake's. And we would drive up behind shopping carts that were left loose in the parking lot. And we would get the car up to like 40 or 50 miles an hour. And we'd have the shopping cart in front of us. And then we'd veer off and the shopping cart would go flying. And we'd try to get it to mount the curb. And if it went through like the window of the store, that was good. <laughs> and, and this kid, Steve, was really good at this. Like he actually introduced us to what we used to call shopping cart bingo. And then one day I came over to his house or something. He came over to my house. And he had become a born-again Christian overnight. And he had forsaken all of the stuff that he was doing that, you know, was fun. And now he was a prig. And uh, I read years later that that's what schiz schizophrenics sometimes have these weird overnight religious conversions. And she struck me, that woman, as being bipolar. And um, even in the course of the one minute and 30 seconds that we listened to her... She rapidly switches gears, and she could be appropriate, but then she starts saying motherfucker like it's got 15 syllables. And uh, <laughs> they're going to call the police on her when what she needs is some mental health intervention. And so oh, she may sure. end up getting shot or killed by somebody. Who the hell knows? So now we have left get off stage, Karen, and get shot, Karen, speaking of getting shot. So which of those do you think you want to hear? Uh, let, let's go with uh, get shot, Karen. Get shot, Karen is a quick one. Again, this woman uh, threatens to shoot somebody. No, can you hold your hand, please? Because the state says, the state says you have to wear a mask. Bye. Wear a mask. Bye. Wear a mask. I have a mask, but I have an anxiety attack too. That's fine, so. anxiety. Just wear a mask. I really will. I have a medical condition. I have no? a Just wear a mask. You know? You I can tell you. Because you will get shot outside this parking lot. Oh, okay. I'm calling the police. That's really all there is to that one. Not much going on there. Sorry, Dave. Whew. But she was refusing to wear a mask. She uh, invoked this all-purpose note that I keep hearing about. Oh, yes. A lot of people have these notes. Can you get a note from, from the National Health System in Canada that says I'm not wearing a mask? Well, actually, there was a, a thing that went out and people were handing out these these uh, these cards. But basically, they were... They were absolute crap it had a number on the back of them to call the canadian human rights commission mm. to report companies that were 
you know, wouldn't let you in without a mask. But um, I, so I called the number and said, hey, can you what's the story with this? And it's and essentially what the Human Rights Commission said is, yeah, you should you need to obey the rules of of the store you're in or the community you're in. Yeah, uh, it's not a human rights issue. All right. We have time. <laughs> we have time for the last one. And then we're going to check. We're going to ch- uh, choose bronze, silver and gold, bronze, silver and gold. So let's okay. listen to Get Off Stage, Karen, again, Troy Gardner, or whatever the hell his name is, country music person, singing his song about beer and porches and swings and iced tea, and this woman clambers up on stage drunk and asks for a song from a completely different person. What, what are you doing? Liam All right, cool. You could do that from like seven feet away. That'd be cool. No, for real. Thank you. Are you for real right now? Hey, please get away from me. Please. Okay. Hey, Alan, we get her out here, man. Please get away from me. Are you for real? Yeah, dude, I just asked you to, please. You're embarrassing yourself, not me. Does anybody want her to get away from me, please? Like, for real? I asked, please get away. That was uh, Leanne Womack. That's what she requested. I forgot. Leanne Womack. Now, what do you think? You want to do some bronze, silver, gold action here? We can definitely do some some. Uh, I I I think I'm going have to go uh, with blueberries as the gold because that yeah that woman really got schooled. What beautifully. is wrong with was, you folks? It, you can't build any suspense. You start from the bronze and you work your way up. Uh, like what okay, the hell, okay, man? Okay, well then never mind. All right, so forget what you heard. That bronze is who's got the bronze? Bronze. Uh, I think it's got to be, uh, I'm going to shoot you. Okay, get shot, Karen. What about shot, uh, Karen. silver? Uh, we got to go to um, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Oh, savior Karen. That is a good yes, Karen. Yes, savior Karen. And then we all forgot that he said it. Picking berries, Blueberry, Karen. Karen yeah. All the way. The colonizer. They called her a colonizer. Oh, and it uh, turns out she's an American living in Canada. Hey, we're out of road. I want to thank uh, my friend uh, Dave from Toronto for joining me for this uh, Canada Calling. Next time we do this, I'll have the sound effect of a moose or Dave Thomas going coo, 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 coo. I can do that for you, actually. Coo, 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 You sound like a and dying then, animal of some kind. Like an and elk. Then, and then, then a narrator would come on and say, the beaver lives in water. It sure does. stems. Yeah. Like that. I like that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dave, all the way from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget, Aerial View will replay Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on thehoundnyc.com. In between, it becomes a podcast available wherever you get podcasts. And that's... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, sometimes YouTube, all that crap. Also, there are still Hound t-shirts in some sizes left. Go to thehoundnyc.com slash shop to find out more about the Hound t-shirts. One more thing, uh, in three weeks from tomorrow, Saturday, August 29th, the Mermaid Parade 2020, the Talathon is going to take place. To find out how to get involved, go to ConeyIsland.com slash MP.
I drink it up. <laughs>